She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is Understanding Menopause and How to Have Grace with It. In this episode, we are speaking with Allison Blod, who is a registered nutritional therapist and beauty therapist living in the wilds of Sweden and after falling for the charms of a Viking man, Having worked in the health and wellness industry for over 30 years, specializing in menopause, women's health, she now runs her own online clinic, helping women worldwide manage and navigate symptoms of menopause. Her mission is to support her clients with bespoke changes to diet, health, and lifestyle so they can harness their hormones and get their confidence and sparkle back. Allison, it is such an honor to have you on. I'm so excited to talk about uh, menopause and how women can manage, you know, gracefully through this transitional period in their life. But before we dive into the topics, can you please give a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Oh, thank you, Christina. It's so lovely to be on your podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, so my background, I mean, I was very lucky, you know, I was very privileged. I was brought up, brought up on, a, on a farm in, in the south of England. Uh, so from a very young age, I became very interested in nature and, you know, being outside. And my mother was a professional chef. So, you know, from the age of as soon as I could move or walk, I was in the kitchen watching her cook. And, you know, she used to grow her own vegetables and fruits and everything. So, so my love of food really started from a very, very young age, um, you know, watching her cook. And, you know, I've always loved cooking and I, I really enjoy now being in the kitchen and doing new recipes, etc. So that was really my, my love of food started. But when I was a teenager, I suffered from acne. I had, I had very bad hormonal skin. And that kind of led me into being very interested in hormones and, and, and women, you know, why was this happening to me? Even as a teenager, I was, I was very interested in what was going on. Uh, and I, I knew that I didn't want to take medication. So I started like looking into things and realizing that that lifestyle and what you were eating and everything played a big role in 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 your hormonal health and skin health so then I actually after being so interested in the skin and really helping to improve my skin through doing these things I worked as an esthetician initially specifically working with women's skin that had hormonal problems and that that led me into women that were going through perimenopause and menopause because that is an area where you can uh, suffer from acne and pigmentation you know your skin can all of a sudden change mm-hmm. but I very soon came to realize that you know working as an esthetician is great but you also need to work on the inside uh, so then I went back to university and studied uh, nutritional science uh, and, and have been working as a nutritional therapist ever since specializing in perimenopausal menopausal and postmenopausal women's health because it can be a really can be a really difficult time for women you know all these hormonal fluctuations and 
and decline in estrogen and progesterone can, can play havoc with the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, knowing what to do and getting the right support and, and getting your lifestyle nutrition, you know, in, in place can really help you through this, this time in your life. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a little too young to be going through that, but you know, I've seen like other women, like my mother's friends and my mother and, you know, the hot flashes and all those things. So what are the stages of menopause? Yeah, the stages are, it's a great question because there are so many people that don't really understand what they are. You know, we, we use the term menopause, but menopause is actually one of the three stages. The first stage is what we call perimenopause. And, and this is um, this starts around the age of 45. It can start early, it can start later. It's on average 45. And this really is, is where the, your hormones start to fluctuate. So it's a bit like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, your estrogen can be up one month and your progesterone can be down and, you know, it can be all over the place, which, you know, that's when we can start experiencing the, the different menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, you know, weight gain, irritability, brain fog, you know, the, the list goes on. Um, but you're still ovulating and you're still fertile. It's just that your hormones have started to kind of go into this roller coaster. Uh, and this gradually, the perimenopausal stage can go on on average till the age of 51. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens then is we go into menopause. And basically what menopause means is it's when you haven't had uh, menstruation for, for a year because meno is means menstruation and pause. I mean, it's like the pause in menstruation. Mm-hmm. So, but if you, if you have waited eight months and then you have a menstruation that you're still in perimenopause, it has to be a whole year. And then you can actually say, okay, I'm in menopause. And menopause basically means that you, you won't ovulate anymore. You can't have children and you won't be producing much estrogen you you do produce estrogen and progesterone but that comes from the adrenal glands which sit on top of the kidneys so after menopause you you are then in post-menopause and and post-menopause is is for the you know the rest of your life i mean we're living so much longer now a woman can live for up to you know 30 plus years Mm -hmm. after uh, you know, going through menopause. So it's it's really important that we have a good quality of life and, and look after ourselves. Yeah. So so how can nutrition help, you know, us through the menopause transition and what should we eat and what should we avoid, uh, you know, when we're in menopause? Yeah, the, the, that, there's so many things nutritionally wise that, you, you know, you really need to think about when you come into this time in your life, because you really need to take a little bit extra care of yourself. But estrogen is such an important hormone and, and that we have what we call estrogen receptors all over the body. Mm-hmm. So when your levels start to decline, it affects virtually every system in the body. So what you really need to think about is, you know, eating foods or avoiding certain foods that really will help to promote health. For example, bone health. You know, as women, as we come into um, menopause, our bone density decreases. So you really need to think about foods that can boost uh, bone health, like, you know, your calcium rich foods like 
bony fish and, and all the green leafy vegetables, etc. Uh, you need to think about brain health. Again, estrogen is so important for, for our uh, mental and, and cognitive well-being. So, you know, all your healthy fats like your omega-3 oils and, and all your vitamin D products, you know, and, and foods, heart health, you know, gut health. All of these systems are affected by the decline in estrogen. So one thing that, that I would say that if you just want to do one thing nutritionally is to really try to avoid uh, highly processed, refined, sugary foods. Mm -hmm. They just don't do you any favors. And it's shown in research that, you know, if you're eating a diet full of very sugary, refined foods, your menopausal symptoms will be worse. You know, the, the hot flashes have been linked to, um, you know, sugary processed foods. Also, if you're carrying extra weight, it's been shown that you will suffer from menopausal symptoms, especially hot flashes. Uh, you know, you'll suffer from them more often, more frequently. So really avoiding processed foods. I know it's not easy in the food environment we live in. You know, there's just these packaged foods everywhere. But what I try to say to my clients is, is to eat whole foods. You know, when you go shopping, when you pick up a product, if, if it's got a list of like 10, 20 different ingredients that you, you don't even know what they are. Don't buy it. Mm -hmm. You know, buy a food, like a piece of broccoli, for example, is a piece of broccoli. It's not got 10 different ingredients on it. You know, a chicken is a chicken. Really try to, you, you have to be mindful of what you buy and it doesn't have to be complicated. Just buying whole foods is, is so much better for your for your overall health and really will help with menopausal symptoms and another area that we we need to look at this time is is gut health because yeah. again estrogen affects the integrity of the gut as, as it declines and you really need to think about you know all the fermented foods what we call the probiotic foods which help to feed our, our gut bugs which we really need um sauerkraut kimchi you know fermented vegetables kefir all, all those fermented foods are so beneficial for our gut health and i mean if you don't like fermented foods you know you can take a probiotic supplement but i, I would say to really talk to a professional before you start taking supplementations but i know sometimes people find it difficult you know, they're not, it's not sauerkraut isn't everyone's favorite food, is it? So it's, it can be a bit tricky to get those foods in. Uh, and then, you know, thinking about portion control, we can't unfortunately get away with eating as much as we did when we were younger. Our, our metabolism slows down. Mm -hmm. So really thinking of how much you eat and, and being mindful of what's on, on your plate rather than just, you know, eating for the sake of it. So that there are many things you know you really need to think about nutritionally for for perimenopause and menopause. No, I love that you mentioned some things about gut health. You know, for me right now, I'm having you know gut health issues. So I love that you just listed a few things like the fermented and the sauerkraut and all that stuff. I'm like, I need to try that. <laughs> um, so how can women have like, you know, what lifestyle modifications? that the, can they do to have like a happy menopause? What's the mindset in menopause? Like what are some advice that you can help women, you know, to change their mindset on it? 
or just, you know, have a happy lifestyle? Yeah, I think the first thing that you have to think about when you come into this phase of your life is that it is a totally natural process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a disease. Every single woman will go through this. So really try to embrace it with a positive attitude. Even if you, you know, you're having the odd symptom and maybe don't feel so wonderful, because it's been shown if you if you have more of a positive attitude, you know, you you'll get through it at a much in a much happier way. Mm-hmm. And really trying to understand that, you know, it's it's okay to look after yourself. I think you know, women we always put everyone else first, don't we? And I think when you come into this time of your life, you've been a care, you've been looking after everybody for so many years, you know, you really need to think, no, this is time for me and I'm going to look after myself because you you do really need that. And when it comes to, to lifestyle, one of the key areas that is so crucial for, for perimenopause and menopause is stress management. Mm. You know, Stress is so detrimental to health. And when your estrogen levels start to decline, you know, you're you're you you're maybe in a time in your life where there's a lot going on. You know, you've, you've got children at home. Your parents maybe are getting older and need caring for you. You're in your career. So there's a lot of things normally happening in a woman's life when she's around 45 and you're probably stressed I mean the majority of clients that I work for are overwhelmed and and stressed Uh, and it seems like in today's society we're all suffering from chronic stress Mm -hmm. what happens when you're stressed is that because of the the hormones that we produce when we're stressed one uh, in particular it's called cortisol this just has a real detrimental effect on the body in you know, if it's constant, it, it's needed and we need it for, for our well-being. But when it's chronic, when you've got those levels constantly, it can promote weight gain. Cortisol mm-hmm. is actually what we call a fat storing hormone. And that, that's particularly around the, the abdomen area. It affects your sleep, which can be a problem when we're in menopause, uh, you know, getting enough sleep. So stress is just it's just not beneficial for anything. and how do we manage stress? I mean, that's the big thing, isn't it? Because the last thing that we want to do is cause more stress by thinking that we should be managing our stress. Exactly. It's like a vicious cycle. (laughs) Oh no, I need to manage my stress. I'm getting stressed about having to do that. So I, what I tend to say to my clients is find something that works for you, that you can fit into your daily routine, even if it's just for 10 minutes, but really do a stress audit and realize that, you know, I am worth looking after. I will look after myself because you can't excuse it all the time on, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. Because eventually when you become ill or you become so stressed, you will have to make time because you'll be feeling so terrible. Deep breathing is amazing for stress relief. Mm -hmm. Really simple. Just taking a few deep breaths and you can do that anywhere. And it when you when you deep breathe, it's virtually impossible to become stressed because it sends a signal to your brain saying everything's okay. So sometimes, you know, if you can feel yourself getting anxious or, or irritated by something, just stand back and take a couple of deep breaths. It really does work. It really, really does. I, I think deep breathing is, is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, Links to 
so many scientific research research on deep breathing and how it really does help regulate the nervous system and kind of like calm the nerves down. So I definitely agree with the breathing techniques. Yeah, it's, it's and it's free, isn't it? It's easy. <laughs> exactly. Anywhere. <laughs> uh, and another thing uh, that, you know, you really need to think about in menopause is sleep. Mm. Because sleep is, it's, you know, if you don't sleep, it just sends off this cascade of like negative things that will happen in the body. It, it creates hunger because of it stimulates hunger hormones. You know, you, you, you'll have stress, you'll be stressed. It just makes you feel terrible. You'll be more irritable. You'll be more moody. Having a good um, sleep routine uh, is, is really, really crucial. And trying to like, avoid alcohol uh, unfortunately, as we, as we get older, we can't process alcohol the same. And I know a lot of my clients say it's just not, even though they like the odd glass of wine, it's just not worth it because of the way it makes them feel. And, you know, you'll wake up roughly about two, three in the morning and you'll be lying there and can't get back to sleep. Yeah. I mean, that, that, even if you just had one glass. So Al to me now, like the older I get, the more I just, I loved my wine. And now I just, I can't drink it really anymore. It, I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't sleep well, you know, hurts my stomach sometimes. Like I just, I can't do it anymore. It's not worth it really, is it? Even though I'm no. the same, I love a lovely, nice glass of wine, but it is, it's not nice lying in bed at two in the morning and just staring at the ceiling thinking, <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> I know, right? Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. So I want to talk about kind of ways people can have that skin glow during menopause. And I see, you know, they can have like a sparkle code to help them harness the hormones and get their sparkle back. Yeah. And skin is, I'm very passionate about the skin. What, you know, all the things that I've said that, you know, we can do for menopause is going to benefit your skin. But mm -hmm. one crucial thing is to water, drinking water. I know that's a very basic thing, but do we really drink as much water as we should? Roughly around eight glasses a day, but that varies. If you're very physically active, you probably would need, need more. And, you know, thinking about how you, what you do to your skin as well from the outside, you know, having a, a good daily routine with, with a cleanser, a, 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 maybe a serum and a, and a day cream, sun care, you know, SPF, factor in in your products is crucial really for as we it, you really I mean that is something that I would promote for any woman but certainly as you get older because as, as we get older you really can it comes shows in your skin how you've lived your life mm -hmm. you, know, you, can, you can get away with it in your 20s but the pigmentation and, and the lines that start appearing as you get older really of what you've done to your skin when you were younger 
so sun cream, good products, and maybe get professional treatments uh, if you really want to improve your skin. But really thinking about eating balanced food, you know, protein, healthy fats and carbohydrates with every meal um, and having a positive attitude. You know, they always say people that have a glowing skin are normally very happy. You know, they, they say the word, don't they? They're glowing, they're sparkling. Uh, I think positive attitude really helps. And it, it's been shown in research to really help release what we call our happy hormones that have, a, you know, a, a benefit on all, all aspects of health and well-being. Yeah, well, they're radiating the energy of feeling good, happy. So it just shows in their face and in their aura, you know, if they're having a positive mindset. I mean, energy is real people can sense it they can feel it you wear it on your face if you're not feeling well people can see the dullness in your face if you're sick people can tell if you're upset you know even if you're not talking and people can just tell if you're happy <laughs> you know it just it's it's all about like the sparkle in the eye like the glowingness around you so it it is very powerful the energy and it's all about your mindset because your mindset i feel like starts the process of what type of energy you're going to put out there and receive at the same time yeah i totally totally agree with you and you think people that are positive you know you want to be around them they they attract other people don't they whereas somebody that's very negative and always looks on the bad side of everything it, it there's this aura of negativity around them it's i'm very sensitive to things like that with yeah. with, with you know, that that aura around people absolutely it sounds like you are as well oh yeah no it rubs off on me like it's like oh that person is just a little too negative for me i'm trying to be in the positive side like i can't it's a bet because it, it sucks your energy out, you know, mm. if someone's being negative and stuff like I think it's also to like be mindful of who you surround yourself with. Like, you know, if you have like a negative Nancy, you know, kind of going through the menopause, like try to be with positive Sally or something like that, you know, to try to feed off each other instead of like, you know, hanging out with the friend that kind of keeps talking negatively about it. You want to be around people that are positive to keep the energy high. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a good point as well, that, you know, it's so important to have your, you know, friends with you, you know, your girlfriends. I think it's it's, it's really important to have that female support when you're going through this uh, time in your life, because you can just talk about it, can't you? You can sit there and you can support each other, um, you know, go and do things together, have a hobby, start play. I started uh, with a, a girlfriend of mine that we're, we're both going through perimenopause uh we started playing golf together which has just been such a wonderful thing to do even though it's very hard and it's a really irritating sport to learn <laughs> oh, I but it's a great thing to do together and we, you know we talk about how we're feeling and it is great really really lovely no I love that so Allison I have four questions that I ask all my guests and I can't wait to hear what your answers are. And my first question is, who and what inspires you? Yeah. Being, it inspires me. It's being, I, I'm inspired by people that, and this is very general, but I'm inspired by people that are healthy. I think it inspires me to see uh, older women that, you know, have really taken their life and, 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 
done exactly what they want to do. There's so many fantastic women that, you know, in their 60s, even 70s, that start their own businesses and be very successful. So I'm, I'm very much inspired by strong older women that have really like got a grip of their lives and are healthy and happy and, you know, confident and, and don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good reminder too, that it's never too late to start anything, you know, and it's never too late to be successful in the things that you want to do. Even if you're 60 and 70, you can still do it. There's no time lost. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's never too late. You only have one life, don't you? Yes, that's very true. Okay. So my second question is what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? I, I wish that someone had, you know, said believe in yourself and believe that anything is possible if you really want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when when you're younger, you you have so many different thoughts, don't you, in your head, and you don't maybe believe in yourself, and you, you you're unsure of yourself. And I, I know that when when I was growing up, I, I was quite shy, and I just wish someone had said to me, you know what anything is possible, believe in yourself. And I do truly believe that now, uh, but I just wish that I'd maybe believe that when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. I, I feel like I wish I had the same advice in some way and not like, oh, you have to do this traditional route, mm-hmm. um, which is school. And if you don't do school, then what are you gonna do? And, you know, the world is full of possibilities. It's a magical place if you just, you know, open your eyes and explore it a little bit and think outside the box. So that's a great reminder for people. And my third question is, what's the essential part of your daily routine? My morning routine, what I do every morning, and that is essential for me to, to you know, it puts me in the right mindset for the rest of the day and it really benefits my overall health. Um, And that involves getting up at the same time every day, not looking at any phones or computers or anything until I've done 10 minutes meditation. Uh, I've drunk a big glass of water and I've had a cup of ginger tea. And then then when I've done that, then I do my 10 minutes meditation. And, And it doesn't take long, but that really kind of sets you up mentally for the rest of the day. So that is something that I do every day and wouldn't change. I was um, watching this like rags to riches um, YouTube video. This guy was homeless and he became like multimillionaire. And one of his morning routines was don't look at the phone in the morning wakes about the same time every day. Just kind of like what you do, do a meditation. He does like a workout and all that stuff. And I need to practice this myself to not look at the phone, but I really do think that's a good practice because we can get so discouraged by what's, what's in our email, what notifications did we get in our social media apps and et cetera, et cetera. What did we miss when we were sleeping? And I really think that it's, it is a good practice and it's been shown for successful people to, you know, don't look at their phone until they finish their morning ritual or whatever that is. So I'm glad that you mentioned that here so people can, and it's a good reminder for me um, to to be doing that. Um, And then my last question to you is the best advice you've ever received. 
Wow, that's a good one. Uh, best advice. I think one thing, and, and this is something that I've thought about as I've got older, that my grandmother, when you know, when you're a teenager, you know, my grandmother was a fantastic lady, but she was very strict and, you know, a bit scary, really, because she was so strict. And she always used to say to me, you know, sometimes I, I, I never listened to her then, but she'd say to me, you know, you only have one life. Go and do what you want to do. And at the time, I, you know, when you're younger, you kind of think, oh, what's she doing? You know, why is she saying that? But that actually was the, the best advice that anyone's ever given me. You know, no regrets. Mm -hmm. Do what you want to do because it'll be over soon. Yeah, you're never promised tomorrow. You got to live like, you know, tomorrow's not going to happen. And so, and one of the things, like I've interviewed a lot of people and one of the things that I've come up with is that, if you have a desire and if it scares you to do it, it's do it. It's for you. You know, I mean, it's not going to be an easy road because there's lessons in everything that you have to do and you're not going to have the instant gratification, but just go for it. And you're going to have the ups and downs in the struggle, but it's still meant for you. You have to just keep going. Don't give up. And that's all part of the learning process. That's how you grow, isn't it? Mm -hmm. By doing, you know, I'm a great believer in pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, person. Yeah. Well, Allison, this was such a wonderful interview. Do you have any last words before we say goodbye today? Just embrace this time in your life. And, and as I said earlier, remember that this isn't a disease. It's a totally natural process that every woman will go through and just, always remember that no matter what age you are you 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 know we were amazing we are amazing as women wise and we have so much knowledge and so much to give yeah and we give birth and you know grow babies grow people through our bodies <laughs> we really are amazing <laughs> yeah, truly yeah <laughs> Well, guys, thank you for listening um, into another episode of Not Your Mama's podcast. All of all, all of Allison's links are down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. I'm sure she'd have plenty of wonderful resources for you to check out if you are going through menopause and you need a little help, if you need a little self you know, discipline or just any more resources that you need. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one.